It's the age-old question. What do women really want in bed? Today, my guest answers that question. I'm Dr. Christy Wise, and this is Life Sauce. What do women really want in bed? I know many of us have had that conversation with our girlfriends. Susan Branton is an intimacy expert to millions, and today, Susan answers that question. Okay, so today we're going to talk about what women want in bed, and I think that this is really an exciting topic because it's stuff that, um, at least in my world, where women say it in private, but they don't actually know if that's true, if it's just, are they weird, are they, you know, and so I'm excited to talk to you about that. So in your experience, what do you feel like has come up most? Like the questions, the concerns, like what do, or for men really wanting to know what women want, not what they think they want, but what they really want. Yeah. I think a lot of the misinformation um, and the way that women have been having sex comes from the fact that sex has been endemic in our culture around male-centric sex. Um, when, even when I say the word sex, it's people think you mean intercourse, right? So intercourse is, we all love, I love intercourse. Do not get me wrong. Right. It is still my favorite part of sex. But only when you stack up oral pleasuring, genital massage, really super sexy kissing, stroking my lover's cock, um, uh, getting, uh, giving, receiving oral, simultaneous oral pleasuring, you know, 69. Like, they're all, if, if, if penetration, penis and vagina intercourse is a 10, they're all 9.9999999s. Mm -hmm. And yet we're so intercourse focused. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. Porn depicts men's fantasies. Women think that's what sex is supposed to be like as well. Yeah. The movies do the worst job. I can barely stand to watch movies and television. My husband laughs at me because he's like, oh, she's not going to like this when it goes into the love scene because it's yep. just such crappy sex. Yes. So often um, what I like to do is I like to talk about what sex would look like if it wasn't the patriarchal view of sex, uh -huh. but instead it was the matriarchal view of sex. If women designed sex, what would sex look like? Yes. There's another thing that, and, and I, I'm going to describe it. We're going to have some sex. I love it. Because yes. if I can't tell you what it looks like, how can you get there? That's right. That's my job as an orgasmonaut. You know, I, te I, I, you know, I jokingly call myself an orgasmonaut, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> I, I just I recently... an outfit to go with that. I now. have an I outfit. I want to see that outfit on you. <laughs> I am just about to post it on my Instagram, which is at Susan Bratton, my name, uh -huh. for all of you who are listening and want to see the orgasmonaut herself. I do. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I always say I'm an orgasmonaut because there are 20 kinds of male and 20 kinds of female orgasm. Men can have 20 kinds, women can have 20 kinds. They're only slightly different. We have the same parts in different order. Uh -huh. And as an orgasmonaut, my job is to fly into the far reaches of orgasmic outer space and pleasure and orgasm and have those experiences and, and fly back and bring you the map <laughs> and show you what it looks like. 
So what I want to do is I want to be the orgasmonaut for matriarchal sex today. I want to show you what women-centered sex looks like. Because a lot of women say to me, I don't know what I want. I just know what I'm getting isn't it. I'm not satisfied. I don't want to have sex with him anymore. And I know that you and I are both people who support the entire expression of gender spectrum. Yes. We are sparkle pony rainbow gals. Yeah. However, when, when we're talking about sex, and especially when we're talking about things like intercourse, and we're talking about the most, most of the people who are having regular sex, really the person that I'm talking to today in this conversation with you yeah. is a woman in a relationship with a man for a while. Right. That's who we're going to talk to today. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone else, we love you dearly. You can get 99.99% of this stuff and use it too, that's but right. that's the construct. That's because right. otherwise it's a clunky conversation right. when you try to incorporate all, all things. Right. So let's just make it easy on ourselves because this is what most people are in, heterosexual yes. monogamous relationships. Yep. The other piece of it that I think is really important is that I don't want to ding men. Right. They, they personally and individually did not create this. It was created over the eons, right. and it's nobody's fault. All we can do is make it better and change it. That's and right. guys, when I describe matriarchal sex, uh -huh. really love it too. Oh, I'll bet. They yeah. love it. They're probably relieved and excited, like finally. Yeah. So that's an important thing. And then the other piece of it is that we, ha we can only do the job as well as we know how to do it with the tools we have. And when you're living in a male body and you're testosterone dominant and you have a raging heart on and you're a horny fucker, yep. you are coming at sex from one perspective. And when you're a woman and you're estrogen dominant and you're on a 28-day cycle even after menopause and you live in a woman's body and you are twice as likely to get STIs, you're the one who gets pregnant, you have to worry about that, and your parts sometimes hurt when you get older, and you're also very sensitive to how your dude smells, and is he stinky, and is he well-groomed, and does he have a fat gut, and does he have a hard dick? Right. What women want in bed? Hard dicks. That's right. We want a hard dick. No question. And, and and if there is, you know, body things, then we they have to pay attention to that too, because sometimes then you can't quite get to that hard dick. So a healthy, yeah. clean, well-groomed man yes. who's present and emotionally connected yeah. with a hard dick uh -huh. is a good start. That is a fabulous start. <laughs> I'm I'm interested already. <laughs> I as soon as you say lady. hard dick, I get excited. I know, me too. I get warmer in here. It shouldn't have that fast. I'm sure. <laughs> and and one of the things that's important to know is that if you're if you or your partner doesn't currently have a hard dick you can fix it. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not counting out the guys that dicks aren't hard right now because we I'll come back and do another another session with you. We did how to fix a woman's broken vagina or vulva, if you will. Yep. Um, but we didn't get to how to fix a man's noodle. Let's do that. And promises yes. we will do a noodle okay. we will do a noodle fixer. But know that it is completely possible unless they are extremely ill, have advanced diabe diabetic neuropathy, yeah. extreme heart conditions, or, you know, some extenuating circumstances. If you guys are like your average dude, 
a couple of Gainswave treatments, some penis pumping, a pee shot, give him some nitric oxide, get him on testosterone, his dick's going to get hard again. So it can be reversed. So I don't say that lightly. I say that with the deep bench strength of knowledge that penises can be regenerated. So let's talk about what women want. Besides good grooming, being present, Uh and connecting your dick right. to your heart. That's right. Wait, can I ask you? Yeah. That's an important one. Mm-hmm. Being present. Yeah. Because that's, a, I can't tell you, right, how often women are like, it's it's very robotic. He's, yeah. you know. So tell me what you, how would you describe being present? Yep, I will. Um, so being present is being here and now connected to your woman. Uh, men, because they're testosterone dominant, they're driven to be somewhat competitive and to do this really incredibly great job and they win in their performance. And so they they feel like sex is a performance where they have to give her an orgasm. They have to, um, you know, do all these things and they're worried about things that happened in the past. They're worried about what could go wrong and then they get all this performance anxiety and they're disconnected from you emotionally. They're not here in the room with you and you know the minute they leave. Yes. You know the minute they leave. Yep. So m- sex is a mindfulness practice. Yes. And mindfulness practices are this notion that you keep your mind clear and in the present instead of thinking about things that happened in the past and thinking about things that happened in the future. Yep. And when you bring yourself back to the moment, uh-huh. you bring yourself back to sensation, you bring yourself back to connection. It's called a practice because you have to keep doing it. That's right. And in the way I would say, you know, and you said that like being in the moment, but sometimes it takes smelling the smells, tasting the tastes, feeling the skin, all of the senses. And when you're aware of what those senses are, then you're there. But if you're, you know, if you're not smelling, tasting, feeling, Mm -hmm. then it's a good indication because people are like, how do I know if I'm present? I feel like I'm trying. You know, yes. but if you're not if you're not feeling, tasting, touching, then you're not. Right? Um, in Sexual Soulmates, the Six Essentials to Connected Sex, the book that's sitting here between us, that you're like, how did I not know you wrote that? Uh, I can't <laughs> wait to get it. <laughs> yes. I'll just leave this copy with you. Yeah. Um, the the very number the six essentials. Number one is presence. Mm-hmm. Number five is embodied sexuality. Mm-hmm. They really go hand in hand. I could have put them in a different order. And embodied sexuality is we're talking about being sensual. Uh-huh. And sensual is the senses. So it's exactly what you said, which was the smelling, the hearing, the tasting, the touching, where our bodies are in space, all of those things. Um, I think that's really important. But I want to get into some real specific details about what women want. One of the very first ones that, this this is a funny thing, you know, what I do for a living is write sex techniques. I teach people how to transform having sex into making love. And I've written hundreds of sex techniques and bedroom communication skills. It could be a very simple technique, like a touch technique. It could be a stroking technique. It could be an oral technique. It could be an intercourse technique. It could be any number of things. But what? Uh, one day a guy wrote to me and he said, I used your technique and my woman came so intensely, I couldn't believe it. It was the best sex we've ever had. And I said, oh, well, what technique? And he said, you told me to slow down. 
<laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, God. That wasn't an actual technique. That was just some good advice, dude. But, but, I, but what I realized is that because men are testosterone-driven, they're horny, they're raging for sex all the time. They're just, they can barely contain themselves. They hide it from us. Yeah. They're just like murderously horny all the time. I mean, they really are, if they're healthy. And that's good. We want them to be. Yeah. We, we want to be wanted. We want them to want us. But, um, Slow down, cowboy. But they're ready to go. Yeah. And what I say to guys is turn around, come back, get us to come with you mm. and to meet you where you already are because you've got the benefits of testosterone and this, this nice straight shot of hemodynamics where your dick just pops up and you're ready to go and you want to stick it in us. It's magical. So yeah. slow down really is one of the, one of the you know, grand techniques that I've created is uh, slow down. <laughs> how, would you, how would you tell them to slow down? Because, well, you know. Yeah. Okay, so here's one of the things that I do. I tell, I tell guys, think about your woman as a bullseye. This is called my bullseye touch technique. Uh -huh. And I, I really try to stay away from sports analogies whenever <laughs> possible, but archery is like femme enough that I can go for it. Oh my God, that's the best. It's so visual. It's so good. Yes. You know, so you've got this big bullseye. You've got this big circle. And the outer circle is where you start, not the bullseye. Yeah. What guys want to do is shoot for the bullseye. This is why there are pussy grabbers. <laughs> Right? This is why they're grabbing them by the pussy, because they're the shittiest lovers in the world, because they don't know that we don't want our pussy grabbed. We don't want our... And you know how I describe really bad sex? Grab a boob and stick it in. That's my, that's my description for bad... It's all about the grabbing. We don't want to be grabbed. So the bullseye touch technique is you start from the outside and work your way in. You don't grab her crotch. I mean, first of all, grabbing a woman's crotch from outside of her clothing is like gonna do nothing. Right. But, but he's doing that to us because he wants us to do it to him. He yeah. wants a hand on his cock immediately. Yeah. Put a hand on his cock. Right. He'll be like, oh, she's touching my cock. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> right? It calms him down because yes. he's like, the time, yeah. right? So you'd start with her hair, you stroke her hair, you kiss her eyelids, you kiss her cheeks, you you breathe on her neck and kiss her neck, you kiss her clavicles and breastbones, you rub the outer sides of her arms, you rub her back, you squeeze her ass, you rub her thighs, you tickle your fingers up her inner thighs, the, yes. you, you brush your fingers across her belly, you, you're, you're awakening her entire sensual grid, yes. right? You're not grabbing her friggin' right. pussy. That's right. And then you can go to the this next ring in when she starts to relax. One of the techniques I teach is called the soulmate embrace, which is to hold her in the beginning of a lovemaking session until she's completely relaxed. Yes. And she ha a little tear comes to her eyes. She gets things off her chest. You're stroking and rubbing her like a kitty from, oh, never against the fur, always from yeah. the top down, yeah. right? That's how we like it. Yes, I, just, I, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt because I interrupt. love this interrupt. so much. At that point, yeah. I find a lot of men, because they're so hungry and excited, right, that yes, they'll embrace, but then they'll 
you know, kind of rub that hard cock on her and she'll be like, oh, like she's not there yet. Right. So that whole experience doesn't include like a rub on you while I do that. No, not at all. This yeah. is settling her in yes. because he's the predator and she's the prey. Yeah. He has to allow her and because she's, tes- she's, um, estrogen dominant. She's a worry ward. Yeah. Estrogen keeps us safe. It's judgy. It makes us feel bad about our bodies uh-huh. and it keeps us safe from the predators. Yes. So his job is to help us get out of our monkey mind and into our body. Yes. He grounds us. He calms us. Mm. We're the horses. He's the wild cat. Yeah. He's got to calm the skittery horse. And when he does, and he's not trying to get sex, he's not trying to grind into us, he's just allowing us to relax, get things off our chest, and holding us closer and closer and petting us, all of a sudden we let down our our prolactin runs, our mouth waters, our eyes tear, our vagina lubricates, and then he can move to that second circle on the bullseye. Mm -hmm. And the second circle on the bullseye is boobs! Yeah. (laughs) Second base, third base. Yes. Second base is kissing and boobs. Yes. So we talked in our last episode about the clitoris and how if you took my clitoris out of my body and I held, uh-huh. if I took it out of my body and held it in my hand, it would cover the entire surface of my hand. Yes. It is like, it is a small organ. Yes. And it what it did was it gave us this idea that oh wow she's got all this erectile tissue and it's this alive and beating heart thing. It looks like a little beating heart. Right. And what's cool about that is that there's there's two kinds of you want to get your woman an erection uh-huh. before you penetrate her. Right. So you think about okay, I got to give her a clitoral erection. Okay, how do I get that 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 piece of meat that's inside her that I can't see? How do right. I get that thing plumped up and full of blood and turned on and hard right. so that when I finally penetrate her, it all feels good. Everything she's having orgasms from intercourse without even me touching any part of her clitoris because yes. her clitoris is wrapped around her vagina. Right. So how do I get the blood flowing in there? Right. Mother Nature had a trick. <laughs> So there's external stimulation, mm-hmm. manual, your hands, vibrators, tongues, etc. rubbing, yeah. frottage, uh-huh. pressing. There's all those kinds. Now you can start to press into her when she yes. started to relax, uh-huh. right? Now it's okay to let her feel your cock. Yeah. It's also time to kiss her, yeah. kiss her lips, yeah. and then... Put your tongue in her very gently at first until she opens and her mouth relaxes and her jaw relaxes because Mother Nature has given her this notion of an everted clitoral erection. Everted means from the inside out. She can get turned on from the inside as well as from external stimulation. And the internal stimulation is hooked to her mouth and her boobs. And so when you stimulate her lips, it gets her clitoris filling with blood. When you play with her breasts, it gets her clitoris filling with blood. When you stimulate, slowly stimulate her nipples very lightly, uh-huh. it gets her clitoris. Yes. Can I ask engorged. you to describe, because many people didn't, don't know the notion of, um, you know, that, that women do become erect. Yeah. And clitoral erection, people have not, many people don't understand. Can you Nobody kind of describe 
what that is. Yeah, nobody knows about it right. because this is, we are now talking about matriarchal sex, the way women want it. We're talking about what women need, not what men need, not what porn told us, what shitty movies told us. Right. We're talking about what, how our women's bodies work. We're beginning to understand them. I mean, really, the first clitoral dissection pictures are just coming out now in the 21st century. We didn't know any of this stuff. So this is all new to everybody. Nobody knows this. So the the way that you can know she has a clitoral erection is you can actually watch it. Uh -huh. You can actually see it. You can feel it. You can watch it. Yeah. You can see her mons plump up, her outer labia begin to fill with blood. That's part of the clitoral structure. It's yeah. the vestibular bulbs. They're right under the fur on the opening to each side of her vagina. So they fill with blood and they plump up. The outer, the inner labia start to go in dark. They get a little thicker along the edge. They get darker. Yeah. Her vulva goes from pink to a dusty rose. The edges of it get purpley looking. Um, in dark-skinned women, they get more red and more brilliant in color with the blood flow. Absolutely beautiful. Yes, beautiful. I really think the most beautiful vulvas in the world are a black women's vulvas. Oh, yeah, they are beautiful. just spectacular. Yes. Um, and then you'll see her clitoris, the tip of it, start to poke out from under the hood. Now, all women have different hoods and different yes. clitoral sizes and everything, nice. but um, the clit itself will start to poke out from the hood, and you'll begin to be able to feel the actual shaft. She's got a little dick in her pants. That's right. <laughs> so that. That's she gets a heart on. Yes, her girl dick. Yes. She's got a girl dick. Yes. And it'll start to get hard. You'll feel it pop. It takes about 20 minutes for it just to kind of like pop right. and she gets a little erection and then it gets bigger and bigger and more very full and more full and very sensitive and it's got all this surface area sending all these more signals to her brain her right. primary sex organ you yeah. know showing her oh god i'm getting turned on so with the boobs you don't want to start just dialing in tokyo <laughs> you're right you want to outside in another bullseye yes. two bullseyes yes. right you're working from the outside the under boob her yes. chest wall her belly yes. it's not a nipple thing it's <laughs> Thank the, you. the whole breast swells yes. with love yes. and pleasure right and that that being present to her being is important because how she likes her body touch the pressure she likes if you're paying attention, if you're there, you can see it. You can feel it. Yeah. You're not just doing the techniques, right? Yes. Yeah. And when women say, I'm not very sensitive, I can't really feel much, it's okay to give them more pressure, uh -huh. but know that the more that you pleasure tissue, the more you awaken the neural connections, and over time, the less stimulation you're going to need. Mm -hmm. So be careful with women who are very, very sensitive not to overdrive them. Mm -hmm. And women are different every day because we run on these cycles by the moon. And so sometimes we want more pressure and sometimes we want less pressure. Sometimes we want our breasts cupped and lifted. And other times we want them squeezed really hard. And other oh. times we barely want the nipples brushed. Right. And it's orgasmic for us. Yes. And we can have orgasms just from nipple play. We can have orgasms in our, in our mouth just from kissing. We can have neckgasms from you suckling our neck, like yeah. giving us hickeys, but not really giving us hickeys because right. we're now no longer in high school. Right, right. Um, but all of those things are really good. And then you can move down from there to the creamy center of the bullseye and begin to work, once again, it's a bullseye, mm -hmm. from the outside in very, very slowly and deliberately. And your notion, if you have a goal as a man for giving a woman what she wants but doesn't even know she needs, mm -hmm. is this notion of 
pulling the blood down into her vulva. You're moving that blood. Really what you're doing is you're giving her that erection. You're plumping all that tissue. She may never have had that much attention on her vulva. Yeah. She may never have had what people call foreplay and I call sex. Uh-huh. Sex is all the things you do that feel good. Yep. Not intercourse. That's right. So just that mind shift alone, I think, is a very important thing. It's not, intercourse isn't sex. Right. Touching our bodies, co-creating pleasure, slowing down, connecting in our sensuality Mm. is sex. Right. Right. And and can I ask you for so for women who can you know have many orgasms yeah and um you know he doesn't often realize you know like okay she wants to keep going or knowing when okay it's time to stop that's enough do you know and and oftentimes you know talking about sex with your partner is difficult either when you want them to keep going and they're done or you're like okay that's enough mm-hmm. do you know I, I have many women that will say they just start watching like you know the news or Seinfeld over his shoulder. And I think, oh gosh, first of all, the TV shouldn't be on. But do you know, what do you, what, what can you kind of talk about in terms of knowing how or learning how or letting yourself have multiple orgasms and not worrying about that he's done or trying to stay on his time? Yeah. Well, uh, I think it should be on her time and, um, that there's a couple of things. Number one, it's very, very important for couples to learn how to communicate in the bedroom. And the Sexual Soulmate Pact is the technique that's in Sexual Soulmate, which I'm giving to your listeners. It's at Mm sexualsoulmatesbook.com. And um, you can download a full copy there. You can buy it on Amazon, or you can just get it for free from Christy's podcast, which is a life sauce special. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. A saucy special. Um, So sexualsoulmatesbook.com. I I don't want to go into it now because I want to keep going on to, you know, what does a sex date look like that a woman would envision? But what I can tell you is until you master this sexual soulmate pact, this agreement that you're going to give each other full feedback, mm-hmm. every day is always different. What you want's going to change. You, all you, your body is always telling you what it wants. You have to tune in and listen. Yes. And there's no failure. It's really just helping each other out. You're on team. My husband and I call ourselves Team Sweetie. Hashtag Team Sweetie. Mm-hmm. We're on the same team. Yeah. And so I do everything I can to give him all the information he needs to give me the incredible incredible pleasure he's dying to give me. And how could he know what I want when I don't even know? I have to listen to my body and tell him. That's right. And I live in an animal body, right? I mean, we are chimpanzees, bonobos, homo sapiens. We're on the branch of the tree of life with the monkeys. (laughs) So we have no control over ourselves and what we want, how much sleep we had, sugar we ate, whatever it might be. So we owe it to our partners and ourselves to communicate at all times. And our partners owe it to us to be like, oh, thank you. How's it now? Yeah. Right. That's, that's the soulmate, the sexual soulmate pact. So that's helpful. The other piece of it, I think is very important is that all, all men and women together can have orgasmic intercourse and orgasms are a learned skill. Everybody can figure it out. I teach it at betterlover.com. I have a whole series on how to have orgasms from intercourse, how to learn how to do it. And it's a very couple simple 
group of steps. And the biggest one is that most women just don't think they can. Yes. It's literally just overcoming the mindset that she's like, oh, I'm just not the kind of girl who can have an orgasm from intercourse. Oh, I guess my wife's just the kind of girl who can't have an orgasm from intercourse. I guess... I'll just come inside her for 20, you know, years, years while she right. doesn't have an doesn't. orgasm and then wonder why she doesn't want to fuck me. Right. Anymore. And she will and she'll say, "That's okay. I understand. I'm I just not, like I, to be close to you." That's right. <laughs> if I could just throw up <laughs> every time I hear that, me it's too. like, "No girl, you got to get yours too." Yes. I don't want you to have I never ever want you to have any sex or do anything in the bedroom at any time that your body is not just screaming a hell yes for. And your husband will understand that there, I mean, if you have some, I've got a fever blister. Okay, well, we won't do kissing. Maybe I can nuzzle your neck. Oh, you know, my vagina is kind of sore and tender. I'm really worried about having intercourse. Okay, that's no problem. Why don't you stroke my cock while I play with your boobs and you put a vibrate, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Yes. It's like you just so many. Yes. use what you have on the deja. Have it. Do yeah. what you can. Work it out. The more modalities you have, the more paths to orgasm you've practiced, the more ways you can come, the better your sex. The more you can communicate your needs, the better your sex. We are not taught these things. Uh-uh. It is on us to learn them. It was not our parents' job. Right. They don't teach us how to have hot sex. Right, and they it weren't was, taught. They so, weren't, and right. the world is changing too. Yes. We women are taking it into our own hands to no, start, intended, yes. to, 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 <laughs> to, to, to really just say what we need and our guys are learning, yeah, let's give that girl what she needs to have as many orgasms as possible when we have sex and they want to know. Yeah. So you can't be afraid to learn how to have the sexual soulmate pact and how to have the 20 kinds of orgasms. They're all learned skills that everybody's all learning right now. Yes. You're not behind Right. You're just starting. Right. You're just with us. We're all we're all doing this right now, right, right here in yeah. this t- time in the world. Right. And the way I see it, it's and we're never we've never arrived. We get to keep trying and journeying. And yeah. that, you know, there is not like, oh, we know how. So you true. Know, it's so there's and why would you want to st- like why not want to keep learning and trying? Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's, I mean, expanding it's, your yes. orgasmic capacity, ah. deepening your heart connection. Yeah. And improving your intimate communications, all really noble causes. All noble causes. (laughs) And wonderful, by the way, even to do on your own for yourself. Definitely. Why not? Yes, of course. Yep. You can get, you can do, um, I think it was 17 of the 20 kinds of orgasms you can do to yourself. So you can do as many as you want. I say we practice. We just keep practicing. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think is really important are oral pleasuring skills. Mm. Um, being really good at going down on your husband. Uh-huh. I think giving a guy really good cock stroking hand jobs yes. is fantastic. Right. And it can, when you know what you're doing, uh-huh. a man will absolutely just be like, can I lie here and can you give me one of those cock jobs again? And I'm like, sure, I can do it. How many do you want? It's so easy and fun for me. And arousing too for a woman to know she's doing that. Super nice, pleasant, relaxing, connecting, generous. And another one that is really great is when you go down on your guy, when you give your guy head, when you give him a blow vacation, when you (laughs) give him oral... And you do this 
for yourself uh-huh. and your pleasure, yes. you can have orgasms in your throat and mouth yes. from having his penis in your mouth and throat. Yeah, sexy as hell. And a lot of women don't know that, uh-huh. but there's just this incredible experience where when you are in a super comfortable position and his the angle of his penis is meshing with the angle of your throat and you get yourself to the point where you're not just licking the top but you've Mm -hmm. taken the whole thing down your throat Mm -hmm. and you're using it he's not necessarily stroking you you're stroking your throat with his penis giving yourself orgasms that trains him to soon be able to take over the speed in the thrusting right. and gently thrust your throat and give you the stimulation that gives you orgasms and knows he knows when to break you and when to breathe you yes. and when to stimulate you so he can make you come over and over and over again with his penis. Yeah. Sounds so much more fun than a job. You get it? Like, like a vacation. A job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My husband made that up. He's yeah. like, oh, he did? I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, like, so we have to call it a job? You know what I mean? Because then I want to get paid or a piece of jewelry or something. Or the, you know, but I mean, like, that's a whole different topic when we talk about anal. But I am just so, so excited that you came today. Thank Again, you. no pun intended. I'm gonna, now I'm going to have all kinds of puns all day long. And um, for the people that want to get a hold of you, yeah. Um, where should they get a hold of you? Well, one of the things that I think is really good is to go to my main website, personallifemedia.com, because one of the things I've written recently is something called Making Whoopi 3.0. And uh, that's a whole series of intercourse techniques that teach you how to use your vulva Mm -hmm. and teach him how to use his penis in ways that neither of you have ever thought of for orgasmic intercourse. And so that's a good way to kind of get, that's free. They're free articles. They're there. It's at personallifemedia.com. And um, you can follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton. But these are just a couple of samples of the types of things that are available to lovers who want to just slow down and explore the the pleasure of orgasm and the pleasure of, I would say, just co-creating that sensuality and exploring the outer boundaries of what sex can look like. Beautiful. And next time you come back, we're going to talk about loving his noodle. (laughs) All right. Because I think that's next. (laughs) Thank you. I love and adore you. I love you too. Thanks, Christy. You You can find more of our content at our website, lifesauce.com. That's life-sauce.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media. I'm Dr. Christy Wise. Thank you for joining us.